Welcome back in to the third episode of Stickles Pickles. We're covering week one. It is finally here. I know we got a little a little taste, a little, a little tip of the tongue action. Week zero gave us with six games. We have a full slate of games for college football. Bill, it's been a long, I guess, winter, spring, and summer. But football's back, baby. How we feeling over there? Feeling good. Week zero hurt me a little bit, but you know, week one has a lot more oh. stuff, uh, a lot more stuff on the slate. So um, you know, got to recover, got to regain. Sports betting's all about it, it's a game of five inches. It's all between here. So uh, you know, just got to just got to regain uh, the mentality. You know, well, it's not a sprint; it's a marathon. I don't know if you've 100%. heard that before. Um, yeah. We've got we've got twelve weeks. This is week one of twelve, and then we get into bowl season. So it's a it's a long. We have a long season left ahead of us. Many a game to bet. We can win this right back. Stickles Pickles, uh, two and six last week for your boys. Um, Yikes! Yeah, that you don't. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. But you know what? You can't. You can't have a comeback. If you, you can't have a comeback story, if you don't start from, if you don't start down, you know. Yeah. You start at the bottom and build your way up. What was your favorite uh, Bob Marley song? Will I'll tell you mine. Tell me. Redemption song. I like that a lot. <laughs> all right. Um, one a quick plug. Uh, we are now on all streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon Music, YouTube. We'll be getting a YouTube. Well, I'm sorry. We're not on YouTube yet. I take that back. A little bit of a fib. But we're going to be getting our own YouTube channel soon. Hopefully be throwing out some shorts as well. We're going to be playing around with that. Again, I want to talk about our socials. We got... Uh, at Sticks Picks CFB on Twitter. That's our Stickles Pickles podcast um, official Twitter page. I was doing a little bit of tweeting during that uh, Navy Notre Dame game. What an ugly game that was for us, for your boys there. Um, also, uh, we have our own RSS feed too. Um, if you want to go on on there and, and get episodes, um, I believe it's uh, rss.com. Slash stickles pickles slash stickles dash pickles I believe but correct yeah and um, we'll post that up on our socials and Facebook and all that just so everyone can um, get an idea of, of you know where everything's at yeah if you um, just need if you just need like the MP3 that's where you can go for that but our the rest of this stuff is going to be up on all the other podcast platforms yeah yeah but primarily on Saturdays game days um, check out our Twitter we're going to try a live tweet as much as we can so. Um, please give us a follow there. It'd be great. Um, get a good little community going on there for, uh, you know, live games. For sure. Well, what was one thing from week zero that you want to maybe, that you need to maybe get, get off your chest, any, any kind of group therapy? Two things. Kind of. Navy looked like a high school team. Navy was awful. Just bad. They were awful. It was, and it wasn't even close. I mean, you could tell within the first drive. There, Notre Dame was breaking off seven-yard runs every time they got the ball. I mean, it wasn't even, uh, you know, and that was one thing I even preached about is like, you know, their 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 front four, front five are going to be great. They could not, they couldn't stop the run to save their lives. Notre Dame just looked bigger in in every aspect of the game. I mean, Navy was not prepared. I don't know what 
I don't know. I mean, I, it, it was hard to watch. Um, you know, they're down. Well, I think it was twenty-one zero at half. Um, a big brother. A big, big brother to them. They just, yeah, you know, bad. pushed them around like they were little kids. Yeah, you hate to see yeah, that I, from your, uh, from the our 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 bravest and brightest of the seas. There, <laughs> it was one of those things I couldn't tell if Notre Dame is going to be like the real deal. Are they really going to be like that good, or maybe is that bad? So I think it's a little bit of both, but I I think I think a lot of it is Navy is that bad. I I think it could be a little bit of both. Navy and I'm I'm piggybacking a take I heard, um, but this is something I I think I tweeted it out the last time I bet on Navy in week zero. They played BYU and lost like 53 to 10 or something like that. So Navy in week zero in the, in the beginning, like when you have all months and months and months to prepare for the triple option, like, yeah, it's hard. That's not, it's a recipe unless they're like, unless they're playing someone of like equal competition, it's, it's, it's tough. Like Navy We'll we'll look back. I don't I don't I don't think I'm done completely betting on the midshipmen or like really any of the service academies because they're gonna pick off somebody somebody big in the middle of the season. You know when they only have a week to prepare. You you go out and you play all these spread offenses and stuff. And then you have a week to prepare for the triple option. That's where Navy can get people. Not when you're going up against the number ten team in the country uh, and they've had all they've just been digest. And then they they knew that you almost came back and beat them last year. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, you know, had it all all winter to prepare for you. Yeah, and Navy looked good for the first quarter. I'd say. I mean, they were they were getting chunk plays here and there. That fourth down where they tried that they well, I think it was like fourth and four, fourth and five. They did their only throwing play of the game, um, and their wide receivers yep. ran into each other. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a dime ball too, right in his hands, and just they ran into each other. So uh, okay. that's when it, yeah, that's when it was like all right, tough. I'm gonna, uh, my, my, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> My other, um, the one that hurt bad was UMass. UMass came out and <laughs> destroyed. Uh, I was look, I like, I, I was flabbergasted at how many points they scored. So I went back and looked. That was their first road game they've won since 2018. First time they put up more than 40 points since 2017. So yeah. uh, you know, tough look there. I guess I don't know. I, I mean, I went and looked. Their quarterback didn't really put up any numbers. They they just dominated on the ground. So that was hard. Um, Ohio losing their starting quarterback hard. There's there's a bunch of stuff that did not go our way this weekend. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was bad for my New Mexico State future. Um, I'll just do one, and that was the I, I mentioned it when I put out the um, like the blur, or I guess when I put out our week our week zero episode was that I'm gonna have to do something to get right with the gambling gods. Giving out Vanderbilt against Hawaii was uh, you know. I gotta be better about that. I got that's inexcusable, and and Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt, I they they're gonna have real problems if they can't cover. They were just letting people run down the field wide open. I mean, they were covering there in the second half, but they just you know Hawaii was carving them up on in the in the past game. The defense like that Clark Lee, their head coach, is supposed to be a defensive like minded coach. Terrible. He stinks. Um, <laughs> the quarterback AJ Swan missed wide open receivers. Just kept st- stared down. Now he's a sophomore, so I mean he's still got some room to grow. But just stared down receivers that he was going to throw to. Missed a wa- missed wide open touchdowns. Um, I don't know, you know, if there was no progression in that kind of play or anything like that. But Jesus Christ, dude. So I'm not gonna. I I will be making a I will be making a donation to the Red Cross in in the in the honor of 
me betting as to why, but I plan on redeeming myself again. The theme of this episode is redemption, and I will be redeeming myself this week once we get into the picks here. Well, let's talk real quick about big games that are going to be going on in this week and week one. We've got a few, a lot of a lot of kind of you know tune up games going on, but talk to me about which what oh, your favorite big game here of you know two two good teams going at it. Well, I, I think the the three biggest games I have on my slate are the FSU LSU game. Yes. Uh, North Carolina South Carolina will be big, and then the Florida Utah game uh, yes. on Thursday night. I'll be paying big, uh, very close attention to the uh, Utah Florida game. It's actually one of my picks, and we'll get into that here in a little bit. Uh, and I will also be wa- heavily watching the FSU LSU game. That North Carolina South Carolina game, I think is I think it's three thirty on Saturday. I want to say no, um, seven thirty. 7.30, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, the the FSU-LSU game is going to be pretty damn close, I think. I think the spread's right. Mm-hmm. It's two and a half right now. Um, at Florida State, um, a lot of the indicators are reading on LSU. I, I might go against that. Um, so, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. I, it, it's going to be a battle, though, I, I think. I think it's going to be pretty close. I Yeah, uh, and, and last year it was the best It was the best game of the opening weekend. Um, went to overtime crazy game and we touched on it last week um i'm looking forward to it as well i'm staying away from it because fsu crushed my soul last year um i'm really interested in this north carolina south carolina game uh it's i i have a play on it too so i won't get in too much about it but uh we'll talk about it when we get to the picks section here florida utah um Lost a little bit of its luster i don't don't believe cam rising or their uh starting tight end is going to be playing in that game so um, you may want to be jumping on that Florida. I didn't, I stayed away because uh, Utah is just that tough as a tough place to play. And, I'm, and I, my guess is that Utah's probably was planning that Cam wasn't going to play. So yeah, I've I've seen some conflicting reports. I, I saw something. I read something today that that he is playing. That he's that he's feel that quote. I feel pretty damn good, and that's what he said to the media. So I you know who knows. Uh, the guy's a cyborg, knows? so you know he can't. You can't. <laughs> So you got you got sometimes you got to protect the player from himself, you know, but I, I that's and that's kind of the whole reason why I stayed away from anyways. You didn't know if he was playing Utah would be yeah. would be kind of the side I'd want to go on. If he isn't, Florida Florida was getting a touchdown. I think the line opened that, and now it's um, now not so much. So um, yeah, but let's get into our picks. That's yeah. what everyone came here for. Yeah, we we can start there. That's actually my first pick is the Utah Florida game. So call me a madman, call me what you will. Uh, the first note I have here is Cam Rising has to play. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Gotta play. Uh, yeah. You're going to know uh, right away if it's a winner or a loser. If, <laughs> yeah. if Cam Rising doesn't play, take this pick with caution. Um, I think the line's <laughs> opened at nine, I want to say. So and now it's dropped down to six and a half. So I think even at six and a half, I, I think there's value there. Um, Florida on defense is not very good. Uh, their secondary was trash. wasn't great last year, and they're losing two of their starters this year, so they're potentially going to be even worse. Um, one of the reasons I don't like Florida in this situation as well is they have Graham Mertz, and if you watch anything uh, Big Ten football related, you know Graham Mertz is trash. So you know he had he had what he had one good season. Like, I think it was his freshman sophomore year. It was last one two. good game. He had he had that one <laughs> game against Illinois in COVID. Yeah. Rest of the time basula. Yeah, he's thrown 10 interceptions the last two years. I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. 
so I, I'm, I'm definitely this is definitely fading a Graham Mertz play at Utah. Like you said, is going to be a super tough place to play. Um, I will say Florida does have a great rushing attack this year. They have three backs that can all go in and, and put up some yards. So uh, that is something you got to look out for. Um, but Utah, they're getting their uh, their 2021 leading receivers coming back. He uh, had an injury that uh, sidelined him all for 2022. So they're getting him back. Um, so, you know, that should be at least a boost there in the throwing, which their their passing attack was already, you know, top-notch last year. So uh, I think they ranked 14th in total offense last year. So, um, like I said, Cam Rising has to play for this to be a, you know, for you to take it. I, I saw some conflicting reports today. I said that you're going to sit him out. He said he feels pretty damn good. Coach is making a game-time decision. Um, I hope that decision is to put him in because uh, right now if you can get if you can get Utah at minus 6.5, I think that's a golden with Cam Rising playing. I imagine that line jumps to, you know, if they say he's going to play an hour for the game, that line's going to jump to 9 or 10. So that's my, uh, that's my thought. Let the boy play. Let the, yeah. let the guy play. He's, he's 35 years old. Yeah. Let the man, let the he's man play. He's been playing forever. So he has, yeah. a good, he has a good hold on the Utah uh, offense. So uh, I will stay on Thursday night with you as well, um, and I'll be taking one of the other games that's going on on Thursday, which is the Nebraska-Minnesota. I'm going to, the, going to uh, what, where are they at, St. Paul, uh, Minneapolis, wherever, wherever Minnesota is. But I'm taking the Nebraska Cornhuskers plus seven Ooh. against the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Um the Gopher or the they're getting getting a touchdown with Nebraska. I know Nebraska was really bad last year. Um, Minnesota is also losing a lot. The total here is low, forty three and a half. So, and a lot of folks like usually like to bet, you know, home. They usually like to bet on the home teams. So fading a little bit of the public here with a low total, you know, like like that is. I think they, I think Nebraska can keep it close. I'm not saying Nebraska can, is going to win, but you know, keep it within a touchdown. Um, I like, you know, new coach. They got Matt Rule over there at Nebraska. I really like um, Sims, the quarterback that they got from Georgia Tech. He was up and down there, but had some electric moments. I think getting into a different environment under Matt Rule, who has you know shown he can turn programs around. Um, the defense for the Cornhuskers, um, you know, ranked two and a half on the tarp on the tarp rating. So they bring it back a decent amount. They bring back their top three tacklers, um, bring back a lot in the secondary as well. I do think they have to replace a lot on the defense and defensive line though. Um, so that's a little bit to be concerning, but the Gophers also are losing a lot. They lose, uh, Tanner Morgan and Mohammed Ibrahim, who both were there for what felt like a century. Tanner Morgan played six years there. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, so new, you know, restocking the weapons there. They also lose three interior linemen, um, which you know, PJ Flex likes likes to establish a run, likes to run the ball. So losing those guys, they also one of the guys was a, a Remington Award finalist. Um, so I think there's there's a big changes on the offense and the defense for the Gophers, and you know, they're bringing in starting a new quarterback as well. I think it could just be you know a lot of first game jitters, and that this game could stay close. So is that game? That game is at Nebraska too, it, if I remember correctly. No, it is, it is at Minnesota. Oh, I'm sorry, they're wrong. All Road right, dog, well, baby. Pick. Road dog, cool. Road dog. All right. Uh, so for my second pick, I'm gonna be taking Louisville minus seven and a half. 
Jeff Brom's first game at Louisville, uh, you know, that's his alma mater. I think he's going to bring a lot of energy. Um, Jahar Jordan's returning for Louisville. Uh, he was their uh, top running back last year. He was one of the top running backs in the ACC. Um, Georgia Tech's terrible at defense in general, but especially against the run. I think they averaged giving up over 180 yards a game uh, on the ground last year, so pretty tough. Um, the Georgia Tech offense averaged just over 17 points a game, so they can't really score the ball that well. Uh, they do have a decent amount of production returning on that offense as well, so I, I don't see much changing there. Um, and looking at uh, Louisville's schedule or the games they won last year, they typically won them by like 20. And up. They would they would dominate. When, when they won, it was by a lot. So yeah. I, I'm kind of expecting that again this year. Um, it is at the Georgia Dome, which could be tough. Uh, Louisville going on the road there, kind of technically. Um, you know, there will be a lot of Georgia Tech fans showing up. But it's, it's maybe a six-hour drive from Louisville to Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's so, going you know, yeah, to be a lot of Louisville fans down there. Yeah, so I, I expect uh, you know the, the crowd to show up for Louisville as well. I think Louisville just gets all over them early. I think they stay on them. I, I don't think Georgia Tech puts up a lot of points. I, I don't necessarily see this being like a high-scoring game, but maybe like a, a 35-14, to 35-21 type game, somewhere around there is kind of my guess. So I'm taking Louisville minus 7.5. I'm riding the card. The card's with you as well, my guy. I uh... – I kind of shit on them a little bit um, in our in our preview episode, saying you know giving betting the under. This is one of the games that I felt that they could that they could win. I knew it was going to be kind of tricky, um, but the more I dug into Georgia Tech, you know, same same for some of the same reasons that you gave. You know, yeah, real bad against the run. Uh, what is his name? Jawar or Jah? Yeah, Jahar. George Jahar. Jahar. Yeah. J a w h a r. I think. Jaws. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then also, you know, Georgia Tech is bringing in a new new coordinator. They got uh, Haynes King, who transferred over from A&M. So new quarterback, new new OC, brand new system that's being implemented. Hoping for some first game jitters there, where the you know the offense just isn't going to click. And and Louisville's got a pretty good defense that they're bringing back too. So yeah, I, I one think of the best it, defensive lines in the country last year. They're, they're returning a lot of production there. So, um, you know, yeah, I think they stand troll. I agree. So I'm 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 riding them with you. Minus seven. I got minus seven and a half. So perfect. Let's go. L's up. L's up. All right. Cool. So we both have the same second pick. Uh, my third pick. I am going Western Kentucky against USF. Western Kentucky minus twelve and a half. Um, Austin Reach returning for Western Kentucky. He had forty touchdowns to eleven interceptions last year. Um, through the most touchdowns in college football. Uh, huge air raid offense. Uh, and USF was bottom five teams in the country last year in, in every aspect of the game. Um, terrible on defense. Um, big, they are bringing in a lot of new players this year. Uh, I think they're having seven new players on the defensive side, somewhere around there, seven or eight. Um, but I, I, they're not going to be able to score the ball. Uh, the QB that's returning is, is coming off of a, a six TD, six interception game, or season, I mean. Um, he can get after it on the ground, though, but uh, I, I don't see that necessarily being enough to keep up with uh, Western Kentucky's air raid offense. So, um, Also, both of Western Kentucky's top wide receivers are coming back, so uh, I, I, that's going to play right into Austin Reed's hands against this, this poorest defense. So, um, Western Kentucky's defense was ranked 44th last year. They're, they're getting some production back. It's kind of hard with these week one games on the – you're, you're kind of making a lot of judgments off of last year and who's staying, who's going, but um, – yeah. 
you know, we'll there's see. So much, I, there's so much movement going on with the portal and stuff, too. Portal, so. Yeah, exactly. So th- almost every team is getting five new players on each side of the ball in, in some areas. So, uh, but either way, I think Western Kentucky, I think they just they just kill them through the air. Um, it's going to be just bang, 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 bang. They're going to keep scoring. So, um, yeah, Western Kentucky minus 12.5 is my, my third pick. I like it. I looked at it. Do you think that line stinks, though? Only 11.5? It, uh, you know, it's one of those that it, it, you would feel like it'd be closer to like 14 and a half or maybe even higher. So but, I uh, thought too. So but, um, it's been, it's been trickling down too. So a little scary. Yeah. Yeah. So I, for those reasons, I stayed away, but I looked at that one hard because uh, I'm really high on that uh, Western Kentucky offense. I am staying Thursday night. Here's my, here's my redemption. My, my giving myself to. The Rainbow Warriors of Hawaii coming back to the island. First game oh, on yeah. island. We're taking, taking the Warriors them, huh? money line against the Stanford Ooh, Cardinal. Boop, 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 boop. Money line. If you would have been smart and played this earlier, they were plus. The line opened at plus eight. Right now, that it's at they're they're at plus three and a half. That thing is falling off a cliff. Um, everybody's it's it's big money. It's sharp. A lot of folks, and because Stanford, the reason being is Hawaii showed that they're improved. Obviously. Schrager, their quarterback, can chuck it. Um, Tommy Chang shows, you know, they've, they've rallied kind of around him, and they're playing for, you know, the whole state, which is the reason why I should have taken them last week. I'm doing I'm doing it right this time. We're taking the Rainbow Warriors, Moneyline. Stanford stinks. They lost, They were one of the teams that got hit hardest by the portal. They fired Brian Shaw last year. They bring in the coach from Sacramento State, uh, a FCS coach, to kind of run the program. But the people they're bringing back were bad. They didn't do a lot in the portal this year. So I think Hawaii, and again, first game on the island for Hawaii and what's been going on. People need the people, uh, the good people of Hawaii need an escape from the literal hell they've probably been in. So they're going to be playing. They're going to be playing for the the folks of Maui. Uh, this yeah. is this is all just. This is good karma. This is this is where this is where we get the mojo back. Take the Rainbow Warriors money line, or if you don't want to do money line, take them take them at least plus three and a half. I think it's a good pick. I, I looked at that game too. Yeah, uh, Hawaii I think shocked a lot of people last year with how or last year last week uh, how good they actually played. So um, yeah, it should be a good game. Um, my fourth pick. I'm keeping it here in the state. I'm going OSU IU over fifty eight and a half. So, yeah, obviously, Stroud's no longer with OSU. Um, Kyle McCord, I think, is their new quarterback coming in. Yeah, he just got um, announced style, that. just got yeah, announced that McCord's yeah. going to start. Pro-style quarterback, should be able to chuck it. Um, obviously, Marvin Harrison Jr. is still there. I see him having a huge game against IU. Um, I, I think IU or, yeah, well, OSU scored 56 on IU last year. So, I mean, they almost hit that total themselves. Um, I, I they might stumble a little bit this year. <laughs> they may only score like in the mid 40s, um, but I expect IU to at least put the ball in the end zone twice. Um, so I, I think Ohio State's just got a huge game against IU. I think IU's gonna be able to score a little bit. Uh, little tidbit is IU runs one of the fastest offenses in the country. Um, I think that actually only helps OSU get the ball back more at the end of the day. I don't think it's necessarily gonna um, help the IU offense that much. Um, IU also hasn't announced their starting quarterback. Um, not that it really matters. It's between uh, what Sorsby and uh, Jackson Davis. So just David Jackson. Knows. Yeah, 
no, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> 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 So, I, yeah, I, I just think uh, OSU has another big day against IU, uh, kind of what's new in, in that um, game as of late. So, yeah, I'm taking the OSU-IU over 58.5. All right, all right. Um, I will be moving to Saturday as well, and this is another game I thought about putting in the big game uh, talk. It probably just falls short, but uh, I am going to the great state of Texas and will be playing – the UTSA Roadrunners minus one and a half against Houston. Yeah. At minus one oh five. UTSA was was uh, everybody's favorite uh underdog and, and uh, a, a darling darling team for folks to bet on last year. They return almost their whole offense. Ten starters back on offense, along with Frank Harris, probably that will go down as one of the greatest roadrunners to ever run the road. So <laughs> Uh, Houston also, they lose, they have big losses on the offense. They lose Nate Toon, their starting quarterback. I don't think that's his name. It's Toon is his last name. Nate Toon was a guy I went to middle school with. But uh, <laughs> Toon, Toon was the quarterback. They also lose their top wide receiver. The Houston defense was bad last year. They were uh, one, like they ranked like one, 112th in points allowed. They got to replace their top five tacklers from last year on top of that. Uh, so Dana Holgerson's got to figure something out there in Houston, especially against the good offense in the Roadrunners. This game, they you know, in San Antonio last year went to overtime, and uh, Roadrunners should have probably won then against a better Houston team. Now you get a, you, you go come in here and take on a, I think a, a Houston team that is is going into their first season in the Big Twelve. So I think maybe they have that on their mind as well. And this is just a good UTSA team. I again, I gave them out to win the American in their first year in the American, so this is yeah. their first first step to that, baby. I uh, I love UTSA. I bet on them quite a bit last year, so um, yeah, it's a good pick. Yeah, baby. All right, I'm gonna go to the Florida State LSU game, and this one's hard for me. I I, I really want to back Florida State because I had them winning. Uh, their conference, but I, I think I'm going to have to go with LSU here. Um, yeah, unfortunately, it's LSU minus two and a half. Um, I think overall, I think their offense is just better than what Florida State's defense is going to be. Um, Florida State is is not very strong at the middle linebacker position. Um, I think they have two starting, two new starting middle linebackers there. Uh, I think Jaden McDaniels is going to carve them up. Jaden McDaniels can also get out of the pocket and get after it on his feet. Um, Florida State has one of the best end rushers, though, in, in the country. So if he's able to keep Jaden in the pocket, I think that could maybe disrupt some things. I just think overall, at the end of the day, um, LSU is going to be able to put up some points um, against Florida State. And Florida State should keep it close. Uh, you know, they have uh, – God, what's his fucking name? The starting quarterback for Florida State. Oh, Travis. Yeah. He, he should, he's going to have a big game, too. Um, you know, He was money against them last year. Yeah. And I, I, I looked at taking the over here, but um, – I think I'm just going to stick with LSU minus two and a half. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a lot of fun, and it kind of hurts to, going against Florida State. I, I have them winning the, the conference, like I said. I, we even put bets on them to get into the uh, the championship uh, playoffs, but uh, LSU is going to be, I think, a little bit too strong for them. They could still. There's a chance they could still do it, even if they lose. Even if they lose to LSU, so uh, well, it, it's not like it's going to be a bad loss necessarily. You know what I mean? No. Like it's, no, no, I, I'm, 
I I think they, you know, especially if they can find a way to beat Clemson in conference, like yeah. a loss to LSU, they'll still be all right. Um, I'm still sticking back. I'm going to move to my pick now, or uh, sticking back to Saturday, uh, right after the UTSA game, 7:30 kickoff. We talked about it a little bit in the big games. I'm going to North Carolina, South Carolina, the Battle of the Carolinas. There's been some sharp money reported on the over there. Total's been steamed up from the opening line of 60.5 all the way up to 64.5. So it's been going, and the majority of the money has been being played on the under. Um, but this is really, it's a battle of two. The, the QBs are the, are the, are the tale, you know, are, are, are the stories here, I should say. You got Drake May. I threw a future on him to win the Heisman. Spencer Rather, who really came on at the end of last season when the, when South Carolina beat uh, Tennessee and Clemson in back-to-back games. So they're, they are the – this is what this game's going to be about is those two quarterbacks. Uh, South Carolina was a very boomer bust kind of offense last year. Uh, so they, they – I think they were like, like – I think like some like a hundred ranked in the hundreds in efficiency, but they they were like 14th in finishing drives. So it's like yeah. they they were they somehow were you know doing big big plays. I remember, I just remember those last two games that Spencer Rattler's playing, just chucking the ball down the field. So uh, the UNC loses six player or loses six players, uh, and they couldn't pressure the quarterback on uh, last year for their defense. So that was kind of a big thing for them last year was you know hey they you know. They 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 can put up points, but they stink on defense. They did they did have uh, one of the best tarp scores though. Um, they they bring I think they had like a five on their tarp score on the defensive side of the ball. So they brought in a lot of transfers, some some decent returning production there. Um, you know, minus those six people, but yeah. Um, I think that you know Spencer Rattler's going to get some big plays off the South Carolina defense. Uh, returns only four of their top 11 tacklers, and they ranked outside the top 100 in coverage, uh, defense against the run, and finishing drives last year. So their defense wasn't very good either. So it's hopefully two good offenses against two bad defenses. I think North Carolina is going to kind of slow the tempo tempo down a little bit from what they were last year. They bring in a new offensive coordinator. Um, But still, I think there's a big big enough plays to where – this will be just a fun game to sit back and watch points go up on the on the scoreboard. So yeah, it's gonna be a fun game to watch. Two uh, two really exciting quarterbacks. Um, a lot of hype. I yeah, I mean, what you said, sixty eight, sixty four and a half, sixty four. Oh yeah, so four touchdowns a team, and then you know one more from another guy. <laughs> You're right there. Bada bing. Kind of might have been bad math, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm out of picks, but. Uh, I've got. Did you get a? Did you do a hot pickle this week? I did do a hot pickle. All right. Well, let's save that one. I've got one more pick. Um, going to Monday night. I'm skipping Sunday night. I have a play for Sunday, but that's my hot pickle. So I'm skipping Sunday to go to Monday. The only game I believe that's on Monday, Clemson versus Duke. I'm riding with the Clemson Tigers. Minus twelve and a half. Laying the laying the points there. This is probably the most hype that the Blue Devils have had around their football team in quite some time, maybe since Daniel Jones was there. Um, But last week, last year, they had a really weak schedule. Uh, They missed Florida State. They didn't play Clemson. They didn't play Notre Dame. And I think they have to play all three of those teams this year. So, and Clemson might have, like we talked about, might have the best linebacker duo uh, in the country, Jeremiah Trotter, and I'm blanking on the other, uh, the other name right now. But, um, 
with those guys and the rest of the Clemson defense, really good secondary for Clemson. Always dogs along the defensive line. This is going to be the best defense that Riley Leonard has played against. And I think they're going to be able to keep him in the pocket, contain him. Uh, Duke was also really good at running the ball last year, uh, which is kind of a secret to you know keeping their offense balanced. Part of that was Riley Leonard being able to scramble. But I think this the, the defense is going to be the strength of this Clemson team because we don't really know much about the offensive side. But they bring in the offensive coordinator from TCU. Cade Klubnick showed some signs that you know he could be he could be the next be the quarterback guy. in a line of, you know, Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence, so on and so forth. So I've got faith in that. I've got faith that they're going to be able to put up points. Um, they're going to, you know, kind of bring some elements of the air raid to Clemson, but they still have Will Shipley, who's a dog. Um, yeah. So I think he's going to definitely going to be involved still in their game plans. So lay the points with the Tigers. All right. I don't, uh, I don't hate it. Um, all right, so my spicy pickle, and I don't know how spicy this is. So this, it was kind of hard to, to pick a uh, a hot pickle this week because the spreads were either like, it was either a pick them or like, you know, 24-point spreads. Right. <laughs> but uh, without going anything crazy, I, I did have half a brain to pick Colorado over TCU. Um, you know, I was just reading an article, and the TCU coach says he came and watched Colorado film because there's so many new players, it, it wouldn't even make sense. So, um, I, after kind of looking over everything, I think Colorado at least makes it close um, halfway through the game, but I, I think TCU pulls apart. I did not pick them as my spicy pickle, but just a little tidbit, I do like Colorado plus 20 and a half. My hot um, uh, pickles, yeah, I am, big prime Logan guy. Paul, Logan Paul over there. Big, big, prime, big prime energy. <laughs> um, I'm going Fresno State money line mm, against Purdue. I looked so, at that too. I as far as I and that's more of just a numbers play. Um, and Purdue is terrible against the spread, and they have been the last two years. I think they were like one in what were they the last year? What they were one and four in their uh, against the spread in the last five home games. So um, I, I, I unfortunately Fresno State doesn't have much returning as far as offensive production, which is a little like a little scary to take them. Uh, they yeah. do have a decent amount. Re- Returning on the um, defensive side uh, will be enough to slow down Purdue. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping so. Um, Purdue also, uh, you know, they have a new guy coming in, Hudson Card. Uh, I think he, I think he played at Texas last year. So new offensive relatively for Purdue. Um, I, I'm not high on Purdue this year, really. I think they'll be kind of mediocre. I think they were seven and seven or something like that last year, eight and six somewhere in that area last year. So I think they make a bowl game. I think they will, but you know, it, you know, they're going to be right in that mid pack of, you know, six, seven, maybe eight win teams. You know, they're not going to, not going to blow anybody out of the water, but you know, they're going to, they'll get to one. You know, whatever that is. So, um, but I'm taking Fresno State. Fresno State was ranked at the end of the year last year, but like I said, they're they're not returning much production on offense. So, um, but I, I think I think they're worth a gamble here as far as uh, as far as the um, money line goes. I'm looking up the what that. Odds are they're plus 160 right now, so that's not much. A better bet would probably be take the plus four and a half, but I'm trying to get a little saucy here. Yeah, I I, I saw that, looked at that one as well. Um, yeah, J- Jake Hanner was the quarterback there last year, and he was he was so good, so good for them. Uh, he's got, he's so much to replace. So I yeah, but that line I was like only four and a half, like. 
that's there. Vegas is is telling everybody telling you to bet Purdue, and then they're going to laugh while when yeah. when 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 Purdue has to kick a game winning field goal to scrape by the Bulldogs of the, the Bulldogs of the Valley there in Fresno State. Exactly. Yeah, like like I I just I just don't know who's going to score for them. Um, yeah. Last I read today, they're they're still having a they haven't announced their starting quarterback, and it's you know. It's two guys I've never heard of, and they didn't do much production last year. So, um, yeah, it's going to be hard to replace. <laughs> I, just, I, I just don't know where they're going to get the points, but I think they're going to be able to stop them enough on defense to where when they do score, it'll be enough. So, yeah. All right, I can respect that. Um, my hot pickle, it's it's not even really hot. It's like a nauseous pickle. It's going to be – it's going to make you sick. I'm cheating a little bit because I'm not giving you a money line, but – I'm take I'm going to I'm going to Sunday night. I'm taking the Northwestern Wildcats plus six and a half against Rutgers. <laughs> okay. All right. Another road dog. Low so total like number. Then, huh? It's this is going to be one where you just plug your nose and just just hold on for dear life because we all know the turmoil that Northwestern has went through this off season with the whole. You know, hazing thing with Pat Fitzgerald. They fired Pat Fitzgerald. Um, they 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 had some transfers, but only only eleven guys um, decided to transfer away from the uh, the team, which I think was like the same amount that IU had. So you know, and we're not even we just were bad. Um, so it was Northwestern, but you know we didn't lose our head coach. That they, they replaced Pat Fitzgerald with the current DC, which like basically the players were clamoring for. They were like, if they didn't hire this guy. They were going to basically. There was basically going to be a mass exodus. There may not have had enough people to field a football team. Um, so the he brings in. So I think the guys are going to be up to play for him. It's week, remember week one last year when they were in Ireland and they beat uh, Nebraska. Um, so you know, I I think Northwestern traditionally as an underdog has been pretty good. That was under Pat Fitzgerald, who's no longer there. They bring in. The quarterback transfer from Cincinnati, uh, his, I don't remember his first name. His last name is Bryant, um, who carved up IU, in, uh, which you know a lot of people did, so I don't yeah, take that with. Do. But I think, I mean, anybody would be better than what Northwestern had at quarterback. Helinski, um, I think, was the guy there last year. So you know, I think anybody would be better than that guy uh, or what they had at quarterback. Uh, Rutgers' defense is probably going to be pretty good. Um, they were, I think – they were, I don't remember what they were, but they 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 they, uh, they had a pretty good defense for Rutgers, but their offense was awful. So again, low total. It's like the total I think is like forty and a half. So real really low total. They're not going to be a lot of scoring. Therefore, you know, Rutgers Rutgers maybe wins by four six points, and then we you know we we laugh our, oh, covered baby. That's all we're hoping for. A little bit of a cheat because I didn't give a money line, but I mean, it was a hard to give a money line because there was a lot of uh, true. It was either pick them or forty-four spreads. So. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, plus a thousand because you're betting yeah. Miami of Ohio versus Miami. I did look at yeah. that game, but uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, plug your nose. Bet the Wildcats. I like Miami Ohio in that game, by the way. I don't. I don't think. I don't think Miami, Ohio is that far off from Miami. The only thing that scares me is they're playing at Miami. They may have the best quarterback in the MAC too. Um, that Gabbert yeah. kid. Good defense. Solid defense. I should say good. Solid defense. Um, 
Actually, that might not be true. I might be thinking of another game because now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Miami, Florida, and Miami, Ohio almost have the same defensive numbers last year. But either way, I digress. Uh, all right, are we all done here? Run through your My picks, picks real quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Going back, I got Utah with the caveat that Cam Rising plays, which I, I, I'm, I'm holding out hope that he does play. I think he, I think he is going to play. I'm marking you down for Utah either way, dog. Yeah, I, I'm going to bet it no matter what. And I just, either way, I think six and a half is a good number. So, um, yeah, I got Utah minus six and a half, Louisville minus seven and a half, um, which I think Louisville minus seven. And I'm not going to say it. Um, Western Kentucky minus twelve and a half. I think that's my favorite pick of the week. Um, OSU IU over 58 and a half. I, I love that pick too. Um, I really enjoyed your UTSA minus one and a half. I wrote that down. And then my spicy ish pickle is uh, Fresno State money line against Purdue. Wonderful. Nebraska plus seven. Louisville minus seven and a half. Hawaii plus 138 money line. UTSA minus one and a half. North Carolina, South Carolina, over 64 and a half. Uh, hot pickle of the week, the Northwestern Wildcats, plus six and a half. And then Clemson on Monday night, minus 12 and a half, uh, are my plays for this week. So that is a total of, I believe, six. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven. The old seven pack. There so, you go. Cool. There you have it. I think we got some uh, winners in here. I, I think I think we're going to do better. We did last week in week zero. Gotta do better than, than we well, yeah, gotta do better than what we did in week zero. Um, which I think we will too. I I, I am also confident, but I was pretty confident about last week's picks. So a uh, lot more to play with here. Uh I was gonna reveal your punishment this week. I couldn't think of one. So I have to go back to the drawing board. I may have to go I may have to use some outside help. It'll come. It'll come when you least I think when we do our call in show here the next couple weeks, we should have you know, callers come in, give us a pick, and then they also give us a an idea for punishment. All right, I'm down for that. We'll, we'll um, leave it to the viewers. Want to plug the socials one more time again? Twitter, Sticks Picks, CFB um, on Twitter. You can follow us along uh, on the Action Network as well, which I believe is Stickles Pickles CFB on the Action Network, which is where you can you know see all of our see all of our picks. See you know. The, the graph where we're going up and down on on how you know if we're in a hot streak, the ROIs on our picks, all that kind of stuff, all that data for um, for our picks there. Again, I, I also post our picks on Twitter as well. So give us a follow there. Follow us on all your podcasting platforms: Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, whatever. However you want to consume the pickle, just consume Oopsie. it. Just just eat it. Just just, just take it through your ear holes. Yeah, absorb just, it. Just go ahead. Any any games? Did you? I, I'm so I've been so wrapped up in week one. I haven't even looked to week two. So no, I don't know if I, you want to do quick. Yeah, all my. I probably did in depth research on twelve games today, and my brain's fried. So I haven't even looked to. Uh, it's all right. To uh, week two yet, but we, that we'll will get start there. Hey, tomorrow. Hey, <laughs> guess what? Come back next week. We'll know. We'll know all about week two. Exactly. Follow we'll us on score. Twitter. Keep up with the uh, live tweets during games. Right on, baby. Will, always good talking with you. Peace out, Pickle Pals. Bye, guys.